Welcome to the Breathful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we're talking all about meditation. If you've ever said that you don't have time to meditate or that you won't know if you're doing it right, or frankly, you're not convinced that it will work, then this episode is for you. Anna Gannon is here to address all those resistant points along with the benefits of meditating for fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and parenting. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you in part by Fit2Be and their online catalog of alignment-based fitness routines that help prevent damage to the core while rebuilding your whole body's strength and tone because no one should pee when they sneeze. Learn more at birthful.com fitness. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Mamas and Mamas-to-be and Mighty Dads and Dads-to-be. As always, thank you so, so much for listening to the show, all the love you give the show. I appreciate your comments, your requests, and of course, your reviews, since those help get the show in front of even more parents. So if you enjoy what you hear, please, please, please consider subscribing and leaving a review in iTunes. It really does help. Also, if you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, then here's your last call reminder for the early bird price for my online postpartum preparation course. After May 10th, registration will still be open, but at a regular price. So if you want to get in on the early bird price, then do it now because classes start May 25th. If you've prepared to have a birth, but not quite prepared to have a baby, then you've got to take these classes. Go to postpartumvacation.com to learn more and register. Just go do it. I cannot wait to connect with you in class. Okay. My guest today is Anna Gannon. Welcome, Anna. It's so great to have you here on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit off the air how uh, you asked me a <laughs> you asked me a loaded question. You said, are you a meditator? And I was like, yes and no. <laughs> but I, what I want to know is, because we're going to be talking about the power of meditating, how did you get into this? Like, tell us about you. Who are you? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a big story, how I got into meditating, but it's all tied in, so it, it works. Um, so first and foremost, uh, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, and what I do as far as work is I work for a meditation company that makes it easy for pregnant women and new moms to meditate and actually preparing to conceive. We're wiggling into that arena as well, um, and the platform's called Expectful. So how I got into meditation is actually tied directly in with Expectful. I um, In 2015, I got pregnant, and uh, things were, were going pretty good. I mean, the first trimester, I had a lot of nausea. Um, I was exhausted a lot, which kind of came out of nowhere. But as the pregnancy progressed, things were fine. And I'm also a yoga instructor. So at the time, that was my full-time job. I was teaching yoga Monday through Friday. And around seven months pregnant, August uh, 2015, I got laid off from my job. So what happened is that the yoga studio that I was working at full time just decided to make a turn and just let go of all of their yoga instructors. And that being my job was also my life. And it was my community. It was people that I just, I loved like family. So as you can imagine, being seven months pregnant 
already more emotional than usual and then having something happen to you that is just kind of comes out of left field and also is just very, very hard to handle. And what happened, which is always so weird uh, for me to think about, is that the day that I got let go from my job, I got an email from one of the people that helps to create Expectful's meditations. And at the time, Expectful was in beta. And the email said, you know, I am helping to create these meditations. I think that you would really benefit from them. And we'd also like love to get your feedback. So I had never meditated in the past, but I knew from just losing my job and being seven months pregnant that the stress and depression that I was feeling in the moment just couldn't be good for me, let alone my baby. So committed as I am, I'm a very like committed person. When I said I'm going to do something, I kind of go full throttle. <laughs> so I jumped in and was like, okay, I'm going to meditate for, for 30 days. And I'm just going to see what happens. But I'm going to commit to doing this every single day for 30 days. And I had really low expectations, mainly because it was a beta. And because what I had known about meditation just didn't, I didn't really understand it, right? Like I didn't get what really are the benefits. Mm -hmm. So I did it anyway. I jumped in and I was shocked to see that this moment in my life that was so hard to deal with, that meditation was something that completely flipped my perspective around. So I went from being someone who was lying in bed a lot because I was depressed, like I didn't even want to leave my, my, my room, my bedroom, to someone that was more energized, happier. Like even my husband, you know, he would come home and I would be cooking a meal and he'd be like, whoa, what's going on? You know, like what? <laughs> <laughs> you seem, you seem, uh, you know, a lot better after like, cause he knew how important my job was to me. And it just so happened that meditation, the more and more I did it, and I started to see results after a week of, of meditating, but the more and more that I did it, I just started to realize that perspective is everything. So the way that I see the world is really how the world shows up for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So I turned this last trimester of my pregnancy into the best part. And I got to connect with my baby who I just didn't even, you know, I connected with her kicking and connected with the fact that she was inside of me, but I never actually sat there and connected with her, you know, just had time to just sit there and actually like think about her, think about how she was doing in there. And that changed my life. Like I was just so much more aware. I, I became happier. It was, it was all the things that people tell you about meditation happened. And I was blown away. So two weeks after I gave birth, um, the founder of Expectful reached out to me and, and asked me to join the team. And at the time, it was just him and I. <laughs> and mm -hmm. we kind of, you know, went forward and, and created this whole platform that now women are meditating on and having like amazing results. Mm, I love it. I love it because you, you, you know, embodied it. And one of the mm. things that struck strikes me the most about this story is that you weren't a lifelong meditator. You just like were forced into it almost. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally forced into it. Yeah. You know, none of this. Uh, 
practicing with a guru and, and, you know, going to India and an ashram, like none of that, just very practical, very day to day, very like, let's give it a shot, which is so accessible. And that's one of the things that I love about meditating when I do do it is mm. that it is very accessible. Um, I was thinking before we talk about go, go deeper into what is meditation and the benefits of it. I think I want to do it the other, you know, switch things around and talk first about the resistance, because I think people understand that, you know, meditation is good, just like good nutrition or proper sleep, that it's good for your body. But there are like tons of reasons why it's easier to grab the French fry instead of the kale, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what, like, let, so I have a few ideas of that resistance and how it shows up because it does for me. And I have to go fight these anyway. Um, so what about when you say, like, I don't have enough time to meditate? Yeah, I'm so happy that you bring this question up because it's something that I hear all the time from the women on the platform and from from people in general, like my husband, you know, when he started meditating, would, would ask me these questions. And it makes total sense. And this is the way that I think about it. I think that there's a lot of resistance because we're asking people to do nothing. And we're a society that believes that by doing more, you get better results. By being productive, by doing things that, you know, are actually like on the internet searching for things or working or doing this or exercising, that action means success. And meditation is the complete opposite. And I think that that really throws people off. Because we're asking them to not do anything. And I'm one of those people. I think that that is why it took me so long to get to meditation, because if you asked me to sit down before I started meditating, I just would have been like stir crazy. You know, I would have been like, this isn't doing anything. Like I'm not being productive. Why would I just sit here and not do anything? And it wasn't until I understood what meditation actually does and how it's all about exercising the brain right? Like we've become so good at exercising our body. We know to eat, right? We know to go to the gym. We know to do these things, but we're not doing a lot for our minds. You know, we read, we take in information, but that's also a part of the problem. We're constantly taking in information, whether it's social media, whether it's Netflix, <laughs> whether it's reading, you know, it's constantly just things coming at us and we're becoming addicted to it to the point where we can't actually just sit down and do nothing. So it seems counterintuitive. Yeah. And I think about it in a way of a house, right? So our inside if we're not sitting down and actually going inward and looking at ourselves and looking at the thoughts that we're having, the emotions that we're experiencing, things, the house starts to get really dirty, right? The, the dust starts to pile up. There starts to be clothes everywhere, things everywhere all over the house. And when things get really become a mess, you don't really want to go in and clean them up. It's more daunting. So it feels really daunting to sit down, close your eyes and kind of see the mess that's happening inside of you, right? Like if you're not thinking, looking at your emotions, if you're not looking at your thoughts, there's a lot of them. And a good example of this is moms who just have babies. When I just had my daughter, I was going through postpartum depression and five days after I had her, I had only slept for six hours. 
Mm. And of course, we know like sleep, (laughs) not sleeping, we know what it does, right? It doesn't, we can't make decisions correctly. Like it just, there's, there's havoc. Yeah. Well, and it's also a trigger for postpartum depression, lack of sleep. Totally. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it makes total sense. And I'm, and I'm reminded of your, your story as well. Like when you have big moves, big changes in your life on that, during that pregnant year, like change schools, change houses, move, whatever. That is also a trigger for postpartum depression. Yeah, exactly. Right off the bat, you have two right there. Yeah, yeah. And at that point, I was a meditator. But when I became, after I had my daughter, I completely forgot about meditation because I didn't have any time to even think about it. (laughs) You know, like I was too busy trying to get my daughter to breastfeed, too busy trying to figure out what it's like to be a mother, you know, too busy trying to like be able to manage not sleeping. Mm -hmm. So what happened is that the five days in going on six hours sleep, I laid down to sleep. I was like, all right, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. And I couldn't, right? It was like a a cruel joke that happens. Like you need the rest more than ever. You only have a certain amount of time to be able to get the rest and you can't sleep. So as kind of like a last minute resort, I sat down and was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to meditate. I'm just going to meditate. And I will never forget that moment because when I closed my eyes, my house, my inside was a mess. The thoughts inside of me were all negative, all negative about myself. They were like, you're, you're horrible at this. What makes you think you can breastfeed your baby? Your, your baby can't even latch. You're the worst mom on the planet. Your baby would be better off without you. Mm. And in that moment, because of my meditation practice from the previous months, months and, and when I was pregnant, I was able to see that I wasn't that, that although, you know, we know that we're not our thoughts because we have them. And when I was able to see that I was not these things I was thinking, I was able to like wake up and be like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. So this is happening inside of me. This is like, these thoughts are happening, but I'm not them. So let me just observe. Let me know that they're there. Let me be aware that this is what's going on inside of me. And my postpartum depression continued, but there was always a separation. I was never it. And I think because of that, I was able to to not make it go completely out of control. I mean, there's always a lack of control, but it didn't, you know, stem off to be this this really, really horrible thing. It was it was just horrible. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really horrible. Yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, postpartum mood disorders are rough and we're seeing more and more of it. And anxiety tends to be one that is even more prevalent almost than than depression. Um, and I think that goes, it rounds back to what you were saying of that we're very good at stimuli of our brains and just so getting input, 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 and not taking the time to integrate that and it's funny just my experiences in the past few days and the people that I've been recording with and and it's just suddenly we're in a path where I keep hearing people say the same thing of it's a balance between you need to go do the thing then you need to stop so that your brain can integrate the thing that you did and learn it be it through sleeping or whatever it is or, or meditating or just taking that pause and then you can go forth and do it again 
And same thing with our babies, right? They need to, they need that back and forth. Because if you just go, 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 that there's never that time to put it all together into what that means for you. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so easy. Like I love the analogy of our devices, like our phones and our computers. At one point, they need to get charged. They only last for a certain amount of time, and then they need to get charged. And we don't look at that and realize that we're the same way. We can't just go, go, go. There is moments when we need to recharge or else we're going to burn out. We're going to shut down. It's, it's natural. You know, like it, it makes complete sense. We're just not really, we're not tapping into it because we're, we think that it's normal to keep going, to, to push, 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 to push the limits, to push until we're so stressed that we don't even know where the stress came from. Mm. You know, it's just built and built on top of each other. Absolutely. Yeah. So back to, that just reminds me also when you were talking of having that lying down and trying to sleep and not being able to sleep. At one point in my life, I was extremely stressed. And I remember being in a floating tank, like I'm going to try this floating tank thing and being in the floating tank and sitting like lying, lying there floating. And I couldn't wait for it to be done. I could not relax. I was getting more stressed just by being in that space of lack. Yeah. So it speaks also to like how destroyed my nervous system was at that point. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, want to bring it up because I want to like tell listeners as well, like new moms, you might, it might at the beginning, depending on how your nervous system is doing, it might be a struggle. To, oh, yeah. to meditate it's not like oh I'm just gonna sit here and do nothing and blah, oh my god nirvana yeah right yeah no absolutely I mean I've been meditating now for over a year and a half consistently 20 minutes every day there was a period where I was doing that twice a day and I have a 17 month old baby um and there are definitely days where I sit down and the meditation is just like I I don't feel like it or like I'm stressed and the stress doesn't go away or I just can't wait for it to be over, you know, like it, and that doesn't go away. It's just that you become aware of it. You know, you learn more about yourself. And when we learn more about ourselves, we learn more about everything and everyone around us. We become better mothers to our babies because when we understand ourselves, we understand what they're going through too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like increased compassion. It, It leads to being able to open up this, this space where we just didn't understand what someone was going through because we couldn't understand what we were going through or experiencing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, meditation isn't, it's not this thing that you sit down and and you're euphoric. And I think that there's, that's a part of the resistance as well, because I think that people sit down, that doesn't happen and then they quit. And it's understandable because they think they're doing it wrong, but you're not. The whole thing of meditation is literally catching a thought that you're having, seeing that you're thinking it, and bringing yourself back to the present moment. It's that one little process of, oh, I'm thinking about that. Let me come back to my breath. Oh, I just thought about the groceries I'm supposed to get. Let me come back to my breath. And every time that you bring yourself back to the present moment, you're training your brain to do it more often. 
So it's not that the thoughts are wrong. You know, people are, tell me all the time, I can't meditate. I think too much. I can't stop thinking. I'm like, that's great. You got a lot to practice on. <laughs> you know, you got a lot of thoughts to bring back to the present moment. So it's just like a muscle. We go to the gym and what do we do? We, we lift weights to build our bicep, right? And our bicep builds bigger and bigger. We're doing the same thing for our brain. We're training it to come back into the present moment. Because the present moment is something that we're, we just haven't been in. We're always thinking about the future. We're always thinking about the past. We're conditioned to do this. And in the present moment is where life is actually happening right now. And we are not going to be here for a long time. This is short. You know, I don't mean to sound morbid. But one of the things that meditation really taught me is that I could actually be present with my baby and it's hard for me to even describe that without crying of how amazing that is to actually like have true moments and experiences with her where I'm completely present and feeling what it is like to live with her right next to me or just watch her smile and like really see the smile. It's amazing. It's, it's life changing. Mm. And not be all caught up in your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. be looking at my phone. I mean, like I, I'm a, totally addicted to my phone, you know, but like, because I meditate, I'm, I catch myself. I'm like, okay, Anna, like, you don't have to refresh the Facebook feed again, (laughs) put it down, you know, like, and, and we all go through these things. Like it's, it's, it's how our society is right now. So we just need to find the tools to bring us back. That's all. Yeah. And so you did just address my second resistant point of like, not knowing how to do it. The fact yeah. is, I like the, the analogy that, well, not the analogy, focusing on the fact that it's always a meditation practice. It's a mm. practice. It's not a goal. It's not a, <laughs> you yeah. got to keep practicing all the time. Um, That's a great way to put it because it's just like exercise. You know, if you stop exercising, the benefits stop. You know, like after a while, like your body is not just going to stay healthy if you stop meditating. So it's all a practice. Same thing with eating right. Right. You know, if you stop eating right, then then your body is not going to, it's not going to be as healthy. It's the same thing with meditating. I love that you just made that, that uh, distinction. Right. Huge. Yeah, yeah. So what we didn't quite answer was the thing of not having enough time to meditate. So if I only have five minutes a day, is that going to make any difference? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is, I think about this often. I keep talking about exercise. I don't know, like I'm on a kick today with exercise, but (laughs) at some point in the 1970s or 1980s, right? Like we, we decided that we needed to incorporate exercise and that takes anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour a day to stay healthy or five times a week. And if we're talking about meditation, yeah, we are talking about what could be five minutes. We're talking about what could be a minute. We're talking about what could be 30 seconds, a moment. Um, obviously, the more you do it, so you do 10 or 20 minutes, the greater benefits you're going to see, the more you're going to notice. But if you could just once a day, and this is really big, I think, for new moms, because you're, it's very difficult to meditate for, for anywhere more than five minutes. If you're a new mom, if a baby cries, you're not going to sit there and stay, you're going to get up, (laughs) you know, you're going to go get the baby. So it's important to realize that even just a moment of closing your eyes, checking in with, with your house, right? Your inside and just seeing what's going on, seeing what it looks like today. How are you feeling? You know, what, are you stressed? And if you are, okay, 
why? Why are you stressed? What's the links? What can you be aware of that's going to change how your day plays out? What can you catch from what's going on inside of you and help you, right? So, of course, I recommend doing 10 or more a day, but it's not realistic for all of us. The whole idea is just taking a moment, check in with yourself, whatever that looks like in your life, whatever you can do, just start doing that. And then when you can build on it, I, like I said, I have a 17 month old since she was born. I've been meditating 20 minutes a day. I found the time because it was important. It helped me with my focus. It, it, it made the days better. So, so I did it. So I think you, I'm not going to say you can make the time because everyone's life is different. I'm just not going to make that assumption, but make it where you can find the ways in your commute. You know, it doesn't even have to be closing your eyes. Maybe it's just checking in when you're driving, but also being careful that you're watching the road. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, you know, that ties into my other resistance piece of how do you know if it's making a difference? <laughs> How, because yeah. that's, I think, another one like, oh, I'm just sitting here. I don't know if it's, this is doing anything. <laughs> yeah. And that's also a big question. I, I had a woman email me a few weeks back. I was like, I don't think I'm doing this right. Uh, like, I don't see any of the benefits. I don't know. Can you tell me if I'm doing it right? And obviously this was through email. So I wasn't talking to the woman. I couldn't see her. You know, I couldn't have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So I just asked her a series of questions. I said, answer these questions, yes or no. Are you sleeping better? Do you feel you have more focus? Are you more energized? Do you feel you have a little more self-compassion towards yourself? Do you feel more present? Not like you're constantly present, but are you finding moments where you're catching your thoughts rather than your thoughts catching you? And I think they're subtle. And that's why the more that you meditate, the more you become aware of it because the more aware that you become, if that makes sense. So it's just watching, it's paying attention to little things. I don't know if, I didn't mention this, but, and I love this, Emily Fletcher, who's a meditation teacher, talks about it, that when you meditate, your body rests deeper than when it sleeps. So your mind stays aware so that your body can rest and it actually goes deeper than when you're sleeping. So if you're sleeping better, that's another thing that you're going to notice. Does that pretty mm. much answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> I, I, yeah, we can answer those questions. Um, and I also find that just being able to meditate and, like, stop, it, for me, the difference I see when I do it <laughs> is that I become less reactive. Mm. And I have more of that curiosity rather than just, like, <laughs> Yeah. Reaction. No, I love when people bring that up because to me, that is like one of the first things that you realize, but it's also what meditation is, right? It helps you to respond rather than react. So it creates this space so that you can decide how you want to approach any situation or how you want to show up, right? Yeah. So instead of letting the thoughts take you over, instead of letting the emotion take you over, let anger take you over, let sadness take you over, you all of a sudden can kind of have this pause where maybe you'll still react the way that you would, but you'll see it. And the more that you do that, the less reactive you become. 
And the more control you become over your emotions, over your thoughts, over the way that you treat people, over the way that you treat yourself, over the way that you treat your baby, you know, like these are, these are big, big shifts in a world where we don't really ever look inside. Like this could change everything. Yeah. 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 No, I love it. Um, before we jump into like, okay, we got rid of the resistance. <laughs> what, what is meditation? Like what goes on in the body when you do it? Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with that. And also specifically for pregnancy, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, like what are the benefits of meditating? We'll be right back. Mighty ones, raise your hands if you're tired. All right. Keep them up there if you're having trouble sleeping at night. Yep. The truth is that if you're pregnant or have little ones, you're probably somewhere between tired and exhausted. There's no way around it. But there are things that you can do to maximize the sleep you're getting by making sure you're as comfortable as can be while you rest. A really great way to do that is by using a Reverie power bed. Reverie says that these power beds help with issues like back pain, general discomfort, swollen feet, and they can also allow for nursing in a comfortable sitting up position, as well as have a more comfortable cesarean recovery. Now, it's not just them saying this. Reverie power beds have won the Women's Choice Award for six years straight, and over 90% of women who purchase a Reverie bed would recommend it to a friend or family member. That's a lot of happy mamas. Reverie's sending me one of their power beds so I can check it out and report back to you. If you can't wait for that and want to check out for yourself what they're all about, go take a look right now at momsneedsleep.com slash birthful to learn more. Don't forget to add the slash birthful part so they know who got you there. And so we're back. And all right, so... Anna, what what is meditation? What's this thing? What's the you know what does it do to us? Yeah, so meditation is awareness without judgment. So it's being able to be aware of the things that are happening within your body, whether that be emotions or thoughts, and look at them without judging them. Like I said, so for example, if you have a negative thought about your body, right? You're not happy with how your body feels. You can look at that thought and realize that it's not negative. And also your, your body is probably amazing, you know, great. But you can see that when you stop looking at it as a negative thing, it just becomes a thing, right? So it just becomes an object that's happening in your, or a thought that's happening in your body, an emotion that's happening in your body. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you you're sort of stepping away from the from all the baggage, from all that comes yes. with it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for moms in this journey for fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, what are the specific benefits in this time of our lives for about from meditating? Yeah. So. When it comes down to, to pregnancy, a lot of the things, which I know that you had an episode previously on stress, and that's one of the things that we look at because obviously meditation is very well known to decrease stress. And the more that you meditate, the less stress that you have. So why is this beneficial? So mainly because women that it's been found who do have high levels of stress, their babies could have learning disabilities, language um, 
impaired language and impaired motor skills. So it could affect the babies later on in life. We also know that it contributes to preterm birth. So there was a study done that took 200 women, half of which were put into a meditation training. So it was something like, um, I think it was a two-hour mindfulness class once a week, and they were instructed to practice at home daily until they gave birth. And then the other 100 women, women had no intervention, so they were just being tracked. What they found is that the women that did meditation were 50% less likely to give birth early than the women who didn't. So this is so important because we know that in even the last few weeks of pregnancy, there's still so much happening as far as development for the baby, right? The brain is still developing and we need to ensure that the baby stays in for longer. And we're finding that meditation can help to increase that, which is just huge. I love that study. You're making Um, yourself healthier and your baby healthier too. yeah, 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 absolutely. So the other thing was pain management. So in another study, it was shown that people that went to a meditation retreat, it was a four-day meditation retreat, and they tested them beforehand on, on their pain management. So what happened is that there was 15 people. They were given an MRI scan while being touched with a heat probe that induced discomfort or pain. And it was found that after the meditation training, pain unpleasantness dropped by 57% and pain intensity rating reduced by 40%. And why this is so big, obviously, for pregnant women, labor, right? Yeah. Wow, (laughs) Um, those are big numbers. Those are big numbers. big numbers, right? And we know, we both gave birth, like pain pain is a big thing when that (laughs) happens. And if you can reduce it, hey, like bring it on, right? Like anything. And and there's no side effects, right? Like meditation, there's no side effects. Absolutely. And then obviously, even before you give birth, there's a lot of pain and discomfort that comes along with pregnancy. You know, the growing belly, there's a lot of back pain. Obviously, exercise really helps with strengthening that. But then there's also just meditation that can help you to, to handle it on a daily basis. So that was that was a really big one as well. Mm-hmm. Um and then, as I mentioned before, it increases your your compassion. So it's going to make you more compassionate towards yourself when you're about to go through labor, when you're giving birth, when you're a new mom, when you really, really need that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I really needed some self-compassion when I was a new mom. Oh, yeah. And meditation <laughs> helped me to be more patient as well, you know, which is something you really, really need when you're a new mom. Those Huge. first those first couple weeks, that's what you need. And one one of the things that I find the hardest when you're a new mom, like for me specifically, but I hear this a lot as well, is that it's a 24-7 job that and, and you're on a continuum, right? There's no breaks unless you create breaks yes. of always being needed and touched. And 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 that is, it, it's not just like a couple of days. We're talking six to eight weeks at the very Mm -hmm. minimum of before baby gets night and day. Right. Of always being on. And that just, that goes back to what we were talking about, about charging, right? It's like recharging yourself, having that moment to be able to sit down and do nothing so that you can recharge yourself. Obviously like sleep is, is so big and, and women need to sleep, 
but this is helpful. I mean, sleep and meditation are, are like work hand in hand. And that's actually one of the med- our like most favorite meditation on the platform from our users is the sleep meditation. And women use it to go to sleep. You know, I think that there's this big mis- misperception of like how you meditate. So it could be sitting cross-legged. I remember that I always thought I couldn't meditate because I couldn't go in lotus pose. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when like your feet are on top of your thighs and like you really have to be able to like externally rotate your hips to be able to do that. And I can't do that. So I was like, oh, I guess I can never meditate. Very few people can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. So what people don't realize is that you could meditate lying down. Obviously, if you're pregnant, you know, we recommend not laying on your back, but you can lay on your side and get this it's okay if you fall asleep (laughs) you know like people are like oh my gosh but if I fall asleep then I'm not meditating well you know if meditation is helping you to fall asleep then that's a benefit especially for new moms who who have that rapid thought process going on and who are more anxious and, and more stress because they're constantly aware of their baby, constantly like worried about their baby. So this helps them to be able to fall asleep, which is huge. It's so needed. So needed. And I find like, oh, I'm not pregnant, right? But I have a hard time falling asleep. <laughs> and yeah. I've come to terms with that, that I can use meditation and like meditation, you know, sleep stories to get me to sleep and so I'll be present and meditating and focusing on my breath for a few minutes and then woof, I'm off and bonus it like I'm asleep within 10, 15 minutes. If I'm meditating for 10, like the track, whatever that I'm using is 10 minutes long and I didn't get to the end. I am so happy in the morning that, <laughs> you know, that it took me less than 10 sleep? minutes to fall asleep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is so great. And I think like, I think that's one of the things that people don't realize about meditation is that they almost stress out about meditating. You know, they Mm. stress out about figuring out like, when do I meditate? Do I meditate in the morning? Do I meditate at night? Is it better to meditate in the morning? Is it bad if I fall asleep? And the truth is that none of that matters. It doesn't matter if you're a morning meditator, an afternoon or a night. It just matters that it's helping you. It does. There are no rules. You can fall asleep. Like, that's great. That's, that's huge. Sleep is so important. Why not have a tool that helps you get there and helps you to kind of like have the process to fall asleep more soundly? Yeah. So I just think there's, there's a lot of, um, we talk about it on the platform a lot and this goes across all of life, but I think that it happens specifically when it comes to like preparing to conceive when you're pregnant or a new mom, there's this tendency to believe that you always have to be getting it right and you feel like you're never getting it right no matter what you do. And I like to tell the women on the platform just to like, let this be a place where you get it right. Let meditation be a thing that you're always getting it right. And like allow yourself to have that permission because I don't think that we let ourselves have that permission in so many things in life and it's needed. Yeah. It's really needed. Absolutely. Oh, so much. (laughs) Anna, what about for moms or women persons that are trying to get pregnant, trying to conceive? Like, what is the benefit of meditating for them? Yeah, great question. So obviously the stress. I don't know if you struggled 
with uh, getting pregnant. I most certainly did. And one of the things that, that, I mean, the number one thing that was happening is I was extremely stressed. I was tracking everything. Um, I got myself into a complete um, state of just being anxious all the time. Am I pregnant? Am I not pregnant? I mean, I took like pregnancy tests like 15 days before my period was due. <laughs> you know, like, like knowing it wouldn't show up, but doing it anyway. And meditation helps for you to just kind of relax during that time when I think you really, really need it. You know, because you're, especially the two-week wait, it's just a very stressful time. So so number one, of course, stress, huge across all of these. The other one is that meditation helps to balance your hormones, which we know that one of the things that doesn't help with fertility is imbalanced hormones. So it helps to get them back in line. And the other one is, I mean, a lot of these kind of overlap because so much of what happens during preparing to conceive, during pregnancy and motherhood is a lot the same. It's, it's, a, it's a whole journey and there's lots of different things that happen, but a lot of them are tied. So the other one is compassion and that's mainly self-compassion because when you're going towards trying to conceive and you're not getting pregnant, there is a tremendous tendency to think that it's your fault to think that there's something wrong with you, something wrong with your body. Um, very rarely do we, do we even you know, think about anything outside of ourselves. We just immediately think that it's our fault. And meditation helps you to just see that that's not true. You know, It gives you the space to see, just like I saw after I gave my baby, to see the thoughts coming in and just to realize that you're not them and not let a story go rapid in your mind. And for you to start to believe that story to be true, because that's where we lose out on life. We lose out on weeks, on months, on years, thinking that we are a certain way that we aren't, just because we never paused and actually listened to the story that we're telling ourselves. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. And and even, you know, fertility and pregnancy and especially pregnancy after um, a loss, or if you start to combine oh, yeah. all the variations, um, mm -hmm. and and postpartum, like balancing hormones, that's it's it's all a big hormonal state of, mm -hmm. of of a hormonal dance that coordinates throughout. So, aside from the mental health, there's a lot of physical health that also comes from meditating. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just like what I was saying: how when you meditate, your body rests deeper than sleep. You know, so that's helping the body to relax. It's helping with body awareness. It's helping for you to be able to see if if you're feeling pain or discomfort in certain areas. And what does that mean? Like actually getting in tune with what's going on in your body can can make big differences. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it all goes back to that pause, that stopping, that paying attention and not just go, 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 going. <laughs> yeah, and I love what you said about uh, women that experience a loss because that that's kind of I would say I get at least two emails a week from women on our platform that experience a miscarriage and it's it's a big thing you know it it happens a lot and the problem with that is that when these women then become pregnant again they're obviously and understandably so very stressed and anxious and the issue is is that as most stress is, it's perceived stress. 
it's not actually happening, but they're so worried that something could happen again that they're stressing about it. So it's just kind of like we want to catch this stuff. We want to put stuff in place that's preventative from letting things happen again, letting things happen in the first place, you know, preventative for preterm birth, preventative for postpartum depression. It's just, it's setting women up to like love themselves and have healthier babies and give their babies a better start in life. Oh, absolutely. And I find that when I do meditate, I'm not only more graceful with myself, but I'm also a better, better parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and be- better with all my relationships because yeah. I, I give others grace too. And, and again, not as reactive. Mm. Yeah. I mean, my husband knows when I don't meditate. No. <laughs> yeah, like he's, right away, he's like, have you meditated today? <laughs> you know? So I think that I think it definitely improves our relationships. There's, there's no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to feel better with something that is so simple, so cost effective, accessible? Like I was just at a retreat. (laughs) This is where my mind is, because that's what I was doing this weekend. I was in a three day retreat, retreat with WAPIO. Um, from the Matrona and I have an episode with her where I interviewed her and she talks about the holistic stages of birth Um, but it comes and it ties back into here because she talks about the altered states that we go into during birth and I want to listen to that oh you should yeah no it's fascinating she is a fascinating woman if anybody ever gets a chance to go and like just sit and hear her talk do it because and and this ties into meditating meditating you know it's about exploring the different brains brain states that we are constantly going through so we tend to be a lot in our brain waves are vibrating in beta right Mm -hmm. which is that conscious state and it's about words it's about thinking it's the input it's go 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 then you have alpha, which is what happens when you start meditating or when you're in prayer or shavasana or just observing a beautiful sunset <laughs> where, <laughs> where your brain just kind of slows down a little bit into alpha. And then you have unconscious and subconscious, which is the, um, and I always get them confused, it's theta and delta. And delta is the deepest state. But it's it's a state of so the first one is words the second one you're more in feelings um and symbols and the third one you're more in just in that quietude and that knowing mm. and you get epiphanies right right and deep delta so during pregnancy that um, i'm sorry during birth that happens because we go into deep brain light we call it labor land right as we go deep into transition we're like more internal and really into it so during pregnancy that pregnancy brain that we have that comes to us is kind of that priming for what's to come and you are forgetful on purpose (laughs) (laughs) because you're supposed to be just better able to go into those deeper states that birth kind of requires from you and 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 eliminate you know at those deep levels pain becomes irrelevant it's not that you don't feel it it's just that other things are going up so that's bringing it back to the meditation having a practice allows you to go into those states quicker and getting out of beta more often Mm -hmm. so that it, it, there's a little bit of science behind it, right? So why it's helpful also for for labor um, to do that? Wow, I I love that, and I 
I'm like fascinated that she made that connection because I was actually thinking about that not too long ago. I um I went to India <laughs> for for a retreat and I was thinking about how birth is a lot like a meditation because it starts off slow, you know, it starts off with just like contractions here and there and then the contractions get stronger and stronger until you hit this like point of birth and then everything kind of drops off and I was thinking about how that is so similar to the structure of meditation so I am really really intrigued by what she what she's talking about I like can't wait I'm gonna listen to that episode right after this mm-hmm, <laughs> right after mm-hmm. we talk no, everything, uh, lots of things are coming together for me. That's why I love doing this podcast, because I get to, like, pick everybody's brain. Um, yeah. But we're always coming, like, the more people I talk to, the more I find we're coming back to that, to that activity and pause, activity and pause, and allow for integration. And then if we look at, like, the world duh where we live everything we do has that we inhale we exhale there's a pause in between the tide goes comes in pauses then it starts to go out the days and the night like we're just kind of not aligned with the world right now with our lights always on and devices always catching our attention yeah and i love i mean i love how you're also tying it back into nature yeah because we can learn so much from nature like even from a sunrise like the sun you know, there's a, there's a transition that happens and we always feel like we need to get from point A to point B in like no time, right? It's like sudden we're there. And we don't realize that like nature shows us that there's, there's progression that happens. There's a journey that happens that you're not supposed to just all of a sudden get from point A to point B. And it's the same when we see flowers springing up in spring, the flowers aren't here in winter. They take a break. Yeah, and it's not about like being all hippy dippy because I'm not. Right, <laughs> but it makes sense when you look at it. <laughs> right, it does make sense, and the more you learn about, I encourage people to learn about anatomy and body functions and cell and how everything works, because then you see that re- like the universe reflected in how our system works, and it makes sense that we're always seeing the spiral and like it. It, it has that es- essence going into it. So then we have all of these practices that we realize, like meditation, that bring us back to that because we've forgotten about the pause. Mm. We we need to bring it back just for our own sanity because, like, we I love my phone. I love TV. I love being able to hear, listen to audiobooks and podcasts all day long. My goodness, I have a podcast. But we need to also be just with our thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I know you know this because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm preaching to the choir here. No, but I love everything that you're saying. You're right on point. Um, exactly why I do what I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate being in the line with stuff. I feel my, my life goes better, flows when you do that. So and I'm all, I'm all about easier life. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. With a with a 17-month-old, I'm all about the easy life. Oh, my life. <laughs> goodness. Yeah. No, mine's so much bigger than that. Like, I can't even transport my brain to that stage anymore. We're doing tween stuff right now. So that's a whole... Ooh, things to look forward to. Um, Anna, 
What other benefit did we leave out? What other was there anything else you wanted to bring to this conversation before we wrap up? No, uh, you know, I would just I would just like to end it with just try out meditation just because it's going to really, like you said, help you be present. And I don't think that we can understand just how much value that adds to our lives until we actually experience it. So that's that's just like my biggest hope is for and I, I say it especially to pregnant women just because it's such a short window where you can connect with your baby on that level when it's still inside of you. So it just really would, it's like my biggest mission just to allow people to experience that. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any, like, do you have a favorite book? I know you have a favorite resource and, and, and expectful, (laughs) but do you have like a favorite book or a favorite something for people to learn more if they want to favorite resource? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I laugh because I read books like crazy. (laughs) So I'm like, oh gosh, you're going to make me pick one. Um, I would say The Power of Now, Mm -hmm. I think is is really great because it talks a lot about the present moment and just gives you a lot of perspective um, on mindfulness and meditation in in a very different way. So I would say that's the number one book I I recommend. Uh, I also recommend Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Although it's not about mindfulness and meditation, I think that talking about vulnerability and shame, it ties in because it's about how we treat ourselves. Um, I mean, podcast yours. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, I would say that's it. Those are those are my things. Fantastic. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on this <laughs> to talk with me today, even though I have like a head cold and I'm a little spacey. <laughs> um, it's been really fun. Really a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Mighty Ones, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Go to birthful.com where you can learn more about me, the show, Patreon member benefits, send me messages and more. I'm also on Facebook or Twitter as at birthful. So come say hi. And if you're pregnant and want to prepare for life with a new baby, then go to postpartumvacation.com right now to register for my five-week series that starts May 25th. This episode was produced by me and made possible by you, the Birthful Patreon supporters, and by the wonderful people at Reverie Power Beds. The title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod, and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Zabriskie. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another maternity pro to inform your intuition here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.